0: Welcome to the Wellness Phenoms, a podcast about the joys and struggles of life. The show will hit on topics such as mental health, fitness, finances, and spirituality. We are your hosts, Logan and Josh, two friends sharing our experiences with the world in an effort to help others. We are by no means experts, just highly passionate about these topics and eager to challenge ourselves and those around us.
1: Hey Phenoms, welcome back. Today is episode 7 of Phenoms Mindset. To learn more about us and the show, check us out at www.wellnessphenoms.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Wellness Phenoms.
0: So today, Josh and I are going to be talking about a Phenoms Mindset. And, uh... Essentially what a phenom's mindset is, is it's five pillars that Josh and I kind of got together and we created and um, felt that it was a good set of tools or uh, a way of thinking um, that can kind of lead down a road that's most likely to provide success for a person. Essentially, I think that's probably the best best way that I can word that. (laughs) Um, So what we wanted to do was actually take a quick moment. um, If this is something you all want to write down, um, if you have a pen and paper, if you want to put it in your notes, now would be a good time to do that. And we'll just kind of cut through the five pillars um, straight away so you can jot them down if you want. And then we'll go through each one of them individually. And then um, that's going to be the first part of the show here. Um, So we'll do that here in just a moment. Give you guys a second to grab all that. And then we're going to go in and talk about a whole bunch of other stuff um, that kind of aids in with this mindset. So the five pillars are um, being pragmatic, having fortitude, emotional intelligence, being a goal setter, and committed. So... Pragmatic, being the first, um, is Oxford Languages defines that as dealing with things sensibly and realistically in a way that is based on practical rather than theoretical considerations. So I uh, I find that this is kind of how I view a lot of things personally in my own life is I, I try to take this pragmatic approach to it and um, base it on at least to the best of my ability, what I know to be true based in fact and not, um, you know, some theory-based option. You know, it's not horrible to necessarily consider those things, but um, I've found that, you know, being pragmatic and (laughs) thinking about reality and fact versus what could possibly be has been a lot more efficient for me personally I don't know about you Josh yeah but that's
1: typically where I'll lean to is um more of a realistic view on what the you know what are the possibilities of the situation I'm in um I think that with me too I have to work a little bit to to pull some of that and and focus on the pragmatic side of it instead of letting my mind sometimes take over and kind of catastrophize or you know because Sometimes a lot of times my mind will do that when you if something goes wrong for example maybe you look at the there's three options to the left that might not work but yeah um or that your mind might think well this could happen and if you really realistically analyze the situation uh it can help you know helps me at least pull it back in a little bit and rein it in
0: yeah and we've uh I think we talked a little bit about that in our uh um overcoming obstacles yeah. Episode two, we because did. that's something that is difficult. I mean, I think a lot of people do that, you know, and, and sometimes having that pragmatic mindset, it doesn't go without some effort put into yeah. it. exactly.
1: So. Exactly. Our, uh, our second pillar is fortitude. Um, dictionary.com defines it as mental and emotional strength in facing difficulty, adversity, danger, or temptation courageously. Um, you know, fortitude is something I do try to, uh, kind of focus on all the time in my, in my mental wellness and just trying to always put myself in situations to kind of test it. And, and I guess, uh, you know, I've talked in previous episodes about training your brain, like you train your body. So I think that like for me, always finding difficult or adverse situations to, to think through and, and kind of practice working through helps me just keep fortitude at the forefront and, and, uh, really just practice and be ready to use it when I really need to.
0: Yeah. I think you've, uh, set some really good examples just in your physical day to day. Um, exactly how you do that, you know, and we've, obviously talked about a lot of this on the show, so I don't want to rehash all of it, but you, you know, your, uh, triathlon century ride, all that stuff, um, you know, and kind of doing that body, mind training yeah. component. And, um, I think, a a part of it that, that I really hone in on is that courageous piece of it is trying to, um, have that mental and emotional strength that, Allows you to courageously move into stuff, even because stuff's scary sometimes. I mean, oh, yeah, definitely. You know, um, I know in my line of work, especially um, just life in general, <laughs> um, I've found numerous times where I, I've found it to be highly important to just really kind of set aside that fear aspect and, and move into it, anyways. And, you know, that mental piece of it. <laughs> is is the hardest part a lot of times and i feel like if we if we don't have that fortitude then there's so many things we'd probably miss out on because yeah. of fear alone very and, true um you know sometimes fear is a safeguard too so you gotta be that is true. it's a good balance of both yes yeah um so the the third pillar is emotional intelligence and um Again, sorry, we like the definitions just so everybody listening can kind of understand this and we don't want to be repetitive here. But um, Oxford Languages defines that as the capacity to be aware of, control, and express one's emotions and to handle interpersonal relationships judiciously and empathetically. So I think for me, emotional intelligence is, it's such a wide range of stuff. And that's one of the reasons that we picked this for a pillar because there's so much stuff that's involved with it. Um, and Josh and I've talked about some of this in, in the past episodes here, but, um, some things that we kind of pinpointed to be part of emotional intelligence, for example, are self-awareness, um, being in control of yourself, your thoughts, emotions, and your behaviors. Um, And really to me, it kind of boils down to just presenting yourself in a, in a professional manner, essentially, you know, you might not always be in a professional setting, but, but there's a way to conduct yourself and, um, you know, to act responsible, I guess, if you will, and, and being a kind person and
1: kind of do your part.
0: Yeah. And, and not being an awful person. I think that's the best way to say it. Cause I mean, I think you start displaying some of these things that negate having, you know, emotional intelligence and that's where people start to, you know, that read the room moment. Right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think, uh, for me, emotional intelligence is something I always have to really have to keep in the forefront of my mind. I think it's so easy to let your emotions take over situations and before you even do think through or process something. Um, one of the things on the list too, I think that in my mind, emotional intelligence is, is just not only being able to handle, manage your emotions, but also being able to manage the interactions with other people's emotions. Um, you know, I think a good example of that is when, you know, the person on the road cut you off and your first, at least my first instinct is like, I'd love to get up in front of him and or her and, Make them get stuck in traffic. (laughs) Yeah, but like emotional intelligence would allow me to understand that either that person's late or that person is not dealt with something in their life that's causing them the frustration or anger or aggression, and uh, you know finding a way to move past that. Um, So I think that's a big piece of it for me too. Is just also making sure that when I do interact with people, um, that they're I don't take their emotions on, and I'm able to as you said, appropriately interact in the situation without uh, damaging the situation.
0: Yeah. And, you know, every situation can be wildly different too. Yeah. And that's where the emotional intelligence piece comes in and and why it's such a vast, generalized term. And there's a lot of components that actually truly fall underneath of it. Probably something to look up on your own if you have some time to do so outside of this, but um, just really being able to, like I said earlier, kind of read the room, right? Mm-hmm. And interact in a way that's appropriate for whatever setting that might be. Yep. So. Uh,
1: the fourth, fourth is a goal setting or a goal setter. Um, and we, we have that as being someone who is set, sets goals and prioritizes. So um, I know that for me in my life and in really every aspect of my life, if I have goals, I'm more productive. And if I don't have a goal – I'm not as productive Um, so we you know when looking at a a phenom mindset the importance of of having goals and and having something that you're working towards um, and it allows you to really I think I'm the best when I'm busy so and that's just me but I think that if I have goals and I have things I have to get done it forces me to prioritize those things otherwise everything just sits there and doesn't doesn't really go anywhere so,
0: yeah. Well, I uh I can relate on the uh, busy aspect. Anybody out there that listening that knows me is uh I'm constantly doing stuff and it's almost hard for me to even find time because I like to be so go 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 all yeah. the time. And a lot of that is because I've spent the time to take and initiate all this goal setting for myself. Things that I know within my life that I want to accomplish and keep in mind the whole point of this you know phenoms mindset piece is that we want to drive people and ourselves to want to find success within life whatever that might look like for you and a big part of that is being able to pick apart all those things and set those goals for yourself and it's uh, it's just something that I, I I don't know how a person could attain whatever this success is, if you didn't have goals, you know, because how how do you know what you want if you don't have that, you know? Um, Because I think if you could indicate anything that you think is an image of success within your life, it's kind of a goal.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And really, I mean, if, you know, a good example of goals is the roadmap to get you to where you want to go. I mean, they're, they're always changing and adapting and um, you know, if you go on a road trip, you plan a route. And if you get in a wreck, you change your route if you set a goal and the goal isn't once you reach it you you set new ones, or if the goal ends up not getting you to where you want to go, you have to readjust that goal and go a different direction so yeah, no really doubt the the map to get you where you want to go,
0: yeah, and i I'm a huge advocate too for honestly, I mean you gotta mentally prepare yourself for this too, but you know is setting goals that are far out of your reach even you know because it's going to push you past maybe limits that you would have previously set for yourself yeah you know very true um again you got to kind of prep your mind for that and maybe that's something for a different day to kind of talk more about but um but the point is is setting goals for yourself is is a huge component to finding success within our life um and that brings us to our last and fifth pillar which is being committed Uh, Oxford Languages, again, defines this as feeling dedication and loyalty to a cause, activity, or job, wholeheartedly dedicated. And I think without being committed, all of this stuff can fail. You can set a goal. You can even have some bit of emotional intelligence going on or any piece of this, really. But at the end of the day, if you're not committed to any one of these things or yourself for that matter, then you're not going to be able to find success in the way that you probably want to.
1: Yeah. I think you hit it on the nail hit the nail on the head. Um, You know, commitment first and foremost to yourself. Yeah. And then that will allow you to commit to other people and other things and goals and stuff like that. But I think, you know, I don't think there's any better way to say it than, Without committing to, to where you want to go, it's going to be hard
0: to get there. Yeah. So that's kind of, to just recap, those five pillars is being pragmatic, having fortitude, emotional intelligence, being a goal setter, and committed. And again, this is just something that Josh and I sat down and we, we've been kind of talking about this because a huge reason why we're doing this podcast is because not only are we trying to help ourselves and we've been doing so for years now, but we want to help everybody else along with us and we want to foster this community um, and idea that we can all kind of help each other through this. And, and so a lot of this uh, Phenom's mindset stuff kind of plays into um, not only what we're going to talk about today, but also the episode after this, episode 8, which um, we hope you guys are going to be here, listen to, and enjoy as well. Um, but we're going to start off today kind of talking a little bit um, with the Law of Attraction idea. Um, so I first heard about this through kind of a... a it's almost like a documentary type movie it's it's it was kind of odd <laughs> when i when i heard about it somebody told me i should watch it and i go to look it up and i thought that i had the wrong movie initially cuz when i watched the trailer i was like this certainly can't be what they were <laughs> want me to watch but nevertheless i watched it it was the one that i was supposed to be watching per the recommendation <laughs> That's good. and um the movie was called the secret and uh think it's Bob Proctor is one of the actors in the movie or you know speakers I guess but uh, a huge idea of this law of attraction is kind of um, what you think you can and I, I cringe at this word I was talking with Josh about this the other day but I cringe at this word manifesting your reality i guess if you will are manifesting things like if you think about money that it just manifests itself and that part i struggle with a little bit um because to me all of this still needs a lot of hard work and i don't and yeah i would agree with you i think it goes without saying that nobody expects it's not like it's just going to magically poof and be right in front of you right but i wanted to lay that groundwork that There are certain things within this that I I may agree with, may disagree with, but the overall and overarching concept of kind of thinking about positive things can aid in a more positive return. Whereas if you're thinking of negative things, you might have a more negative return. And I think it's more because of where your mind is focused.
1: Yeah, I think that, um, you know... I haven't seen the movie. My view on laws of attraction are a lot like Logan. I think you get what you put out into the world. And, um, you know, as, as we tie the, the pillars to the laws of attraction, I think that the, the main goal here is to try and maintain a positive mindset to ensure that, you know, as you are out in the world and as you are taking in things from the world and giving things to the world, it's positive. Yeah. Um, and, as you were touching on at the very end there was what you get, what you give is what you get, what you notice. Mm -hmm. So if we can really focus on the positives and kind of retrain our brains to look for the positives out in the world, it's a lot easier to see them. Um, One of the examples I think we discussed earlier was the, not on here, but before was uh, like you buy a new car, right? Yeah. And um, all of a sudden, all you see is, uh, are those cars driving around? From the time you leave the dealership, right? You're like, man, everybody has this car. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's playing in your mind um, more because you're related to it, but you're also happy about that situation, right? It's a positive thing, and you're noticing those things in the world. Um, I think that the negative, when you do focus on the negative piece, the the human brain is so is is easily attracted to those things. And you pick them out and kind of just gives you that little bit of differentiation, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, to kind of explain that bit of it, um, and I know you watch this, so you're kind of up to speed on it, but it's something I've uh, heard about in in multiple writings, books, um, YouTube videos, all over the place. Uh, One stands out in particular, but let me explain this first is it's kind of a filtering system. Essentially, in your brain, um, and it's it's called the RAS, or your reticular activating system. And it's the part of our brain that filters out unnecessary information and delivers the most relevant information to us. So almost like if you bought, say, a a yellow Corvette, right? Every single time you see a yellow Corvette now, or yellow car for that matter even, because it's not as common of a color, you're probably going to notice it. Um, and it's because it's on the forefront of your mind. And it's obviously, if you bought that color car, it's something that's relatively important to you or you enjoy. Yeah. And now your brain's raz is kind of filtering that stuff out. Um, and so one of the YouTube videos though, that stands out to me is actually a, uh, Ted talk that I found on YouTube, um, from Blaine Olkers. Um, and he does a, uh, uh, TED talk called what you think about you bring about um, or what he calls why taba and it's a uh, it's a it's a concept essentially that that what you constantly have on your mind and this is why the positive versus negative stuff kind of works is because it's what you're essentially programming your RAS to look for so if you're constantly looking for positive things and you have this positive outlook and positive mindset, your RAS is kind of always filtering those things out. And one of the other ways it could be described outside of a car is like, let's say say you're at a really noisy concert and, you know, somebody maybe a few rows back yells out your name. It's how your brain can acknowledge that, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's filtering out everything else that's unnecessary. You probably don't know or couldn't even think about what somebody next to you is talking about saying because you're focused on the concert and it's loud and people are yelling, singing, screaming, whatever. But then somebody a few rows back here, yells your name and all of a sudden, boom, you trigger, right? Mm -hmm. And holy cow, I just heard that, you know? And that's how your brain acknowledges that. It's, It's filtering all this stuff that, you know, if you want to call it light speed. I don't know yeah. brains work at light speed to me. Maybe some days. <laughs> Not that mine always feels that it does, but...
1: <laughs> Another good example of that is like like a mom and dad, right? If you're in a park and a kid yells mom or yells dad, 10 heads turn around. Yeah. Because, again, it's filtering the most... Prioritizing um, those words and those things so you react to the right... Or to the most important ones.
0: Exactly. and And so that's what kind of makes this whole... Uh, law of attraction thing move. And and where the idea of this, I think, really derived from. And ultimately, it's this idea, though, to just maintain this positive mindset and drive towards that avenue and not getting stuck in all the negatives. And it's not to say that negative things aren't going to happen. we It's life, right? We've yeah. got to be realistic. And that's that. Hey, look at that pragmatic piece, right? Mm -hmm. We know that bad stuff is going to happen and we have to be prepared to handle that. And that goes back to our pillars, right? And thinking pragmatically and trying to look at this in a realistic light. Um, And with that for me is finding the positives within the negatives because it's going to happen. And we need to be able to decipher those moments and make them work in our favor because they're going to happen. And
1: Yeah, and there are, you know, like you said, there's going to be negatives um, no matter where we are in life. And um, it really is being able to find those positives. But I think that a lot of plays into that is your approach and your willingness to... Or have that pragmatic approach where you do look through, because I mean, honestly, if a negative happens and you stay negative, you're probably going to miss the positives that did come from that situation. Yeah. So it's really having the ability to sift through what's happening, logically process it, and then find find those things that do come, because there are always there's always one positive you can take from at least at a minimum one from a bad situation. I think the 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 part that we struggle with, and I really struggled, I think, in the beginning of like working on my wellness program and, and building some of these skills was we're inherently negative. So it just, it's so much easier to look at the negative instead of kind of try and sift through it and find those positive things that come from whatever the situation may be.
0: Yeah. I mean, and it comes down to life lessons, you know, that's, you know, you get knocked down twice, you get up three times, I think is the saying, right? So, and the idea behind that is that, yeah, you got knocked down, but you got back up, right? and same thing that being a negative situation is kind of what what you're learning you yeah. know you get knocked down you get back up well you're learning
1: what got you knocked down in the first place
0: and that you can get, get back, back up. up and it it's it's just like that it's pretty plain and simple but it's so hard to do sometimes and you really have to train your mind to start thinking in that that way
1: and especially when you're immersed in the in the situation, right? I mean, it's really a tool of where you pull yourself out of it and yeah, kind of look back into it to see where am I in this situation and what what do I need to do to to best help myself? Yeah, you really have to almost like detach.
0: Sure. Yeah, because I mean, I, take this one, right? Think think about um, you know something we we never want to think about, but the loss of a loved one. You know that grievance process that you have to go through is is tough it's different for everybody but at some point the hope is that you can come out of that mm-hmm. moment right all the anger and the sadness and however it is that you might be feeling during that time and after that occurrence and and getting your life put back or rebuilt in some way because I, I don't think usually when people lose somebody it, it often doesn't go back to exactly the way things were yeah right but figuring out how you're going to rebuild and and what life is going to look like for you and hopefully Find there'll a be positive some, light to do that in yeah there'll be some sort of takeaway that you know doesn't mean that situation's ever going to feel any better but but that you can hopefully learn something from it and and move forward. Yeah. And so that's kind of the whole idea, that concept of finding the positives within the negative is trying to make the best out of a really crappy situation and however that might look.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, along with that is, is—is, you know, getting stuck in the narrative or the negative can really limit your way of thinking, I think, if you don't find a way to like you said rebuild um in any situation when when it a, a, doesn't go in your favor if if you focus on things that didn't go your way it makes it a lot tougher than a lot tougher than not then a lot tougher um rather than if you would you know if you could understand it didn't go your way kind of process that and logically look at what are what are my other options here that could maybe not necessarily give me what I want, but at least get me in the direction I want to go. Um, Having that ability is huge in in just moving. Because if you focus on the negative thing and the one thing that didn't go your way or the two things that didn't go your way, you're kind of limiting your ability and really taking choices off the table um, by just focusing on what you didn't want to happen.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I think that part of that too is, is that the positives too may not always be, um, clear straight up front Mm -hmm. how we, how we think. Right. And, and, you know, we just kind of talked about our approach as well, but those things are not always apparent to us. And sometimes these bad situations happen and it takes some time to kind of, sift through the weeds, if you will, and, and kind of figure out, you know, what the positives of these situations are. And, um, you know, getting stuck in those negatives though, can really hold us back, you know, cause if, yeah. if you imagine that as kind of an analogy, like I was just saying, if you try and make it through the weeds and you're trying to find something, say you lost a item or an object down in the weeds and you're trying to, Find it, you know, or it's kind of like the needle in a haystack type thing, right? you know that positive's hidden in there somewhere, but <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> get stuck in all that negative around it, you know, in this case, the hay or the weeds, right, and you're trying to find that positive, and it surely does exist, yeah, but it it takes time to find it, and it might not be clear straight away, um, but we got to keep looking for it, and you got to commit yep commit and start shuffling through all of it though, and trying to find it and clearing out the weeds or removing some of the hay until all you're left with is that positive. yeah because if you if you get stuck in that negative it's it's a cloud and you're not you know you may very well not find the positive if 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 all you're looking for is the negative or not looking for it, but even just at it and not beyond it. It makes a difference. Yeah,
1: I agree with you. I agree with you. I think uh, too. It also, when you're when you're looking for the positive, it just kind of I think it um, kind of triggers the brain too to search more openly and and um, maybe outside of the box where you wouldn't normally go in your thinking uh, when you do look for for a way to solve uh, the problems and situations that do come up in your life. Yeah. Just being well just the willingness alone to to kind of take a different path can totally change your perspective and and open you up like I said to many different options you probably wouldn't have thinking thought of before.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean imagine the reverse of that. Say, you know, say you're stuck in the weeds, right? And that's all that you can see, right? And there's this positive stuck down there in the middle right and and you're staying focused on that you're bound to find it sooner or later right but the reverse of that is if you're stuck looking at it just the mess of weeds that you've got to sift through to find this supposed positive that's in there right yeah and at that rate i say supposed because you're probably looking at all this stuff and thinking i'm never going to find this if you're focused on the negative and mm-hmm. does it really exist? You're going to start questioning all these things. And before you know it, your mind is going to kind of grow irritated. Yeah. And I've found personally that uh, an irritated mind kind of tends to shut down on you and kind of yeah. give up. I agree. You know, you, be, you become almost hopeless or helpless feeling in some aspects.
1: You're very right. You're very right. I think, uh, that's a huge huge one is the is just closing off your mind by being in those negative situations and focusing on the negative and not not really' and really, if you look at you know whatever the situation might be, it doesn't really do you any good to focus on what happened because we can't change it, we can't alter it it's done what's done is done. the only thing you can change is the future and how you move forward from it so you can you know really it's an option of you can grow or you can stay in the situation and and you know not grow um not to say that there's not times in life where that's what people need you know there might be a short term time in your life where something happens and yeah i need to not grow right now i need to just kind of soak 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 it in take what i can and then eventually i'll be ready to move forward but i think the key in And a phenom's mindset is knowing that eventually I'm going to take the step forward and I'm going to try to find the positives out of the negatives and I'm going to try and make myself better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Learn what you can from those situations, whatever, you know, positives it might've pushed forth and, and you know, what knowledge and stuff it may teach you.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think the other part too is, is, I think, again, when we get stuck in that negative mindset, we we miss a lot of opportunities. And a big part of it, like, you know, if you look at for open doors, right, you know, you're looking for opportunities. Say maybe you're on the job hunt. Maybe where you're at, you're just not happy.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: you're looking for a new job. And I did this quite a while ago personally is um, I kind of – sought out a new job for so long and I just wasn't finding anything that, that I felt was going to, you know, fuel that fire in, in me, you know, and, and allow me to be passionate about what I'm doing daily. Mm -hmm. And after I looked for so long years, literally, um, that you just almost start to get so jaded by it. Right. And then stuck in this negativity, that, oh, I'm never going to find anything. And I had to tell myself though, that I could, and I would. And I feel like if I had just allowed myself to stay stuck in that negative mindset and that realm, all these possibilities and all these open doors that have led me to where I am now, maybe wouldn't have been again, like we kind of said before, not readily available you know, and, and, and you wouldn't have seen those as a possibility or a doorway to go through. Um, and so I think that's where having this open mindset, this positivity and this approach to stuff is, is so immensely important because you get stuck in that negativity and it just, it starts to Almost weighs you down. Yeah, and and things start to shut down and I think it just moves in, in just overall in a negative direction and the positivity start to fade into the background.
1: And I think too if you look at a situation like the job and how you know, you're searching and you're searching and you're searching and what you're seeing is that it's not going your way. It's not what I want, like I want to get this job, but they're not all really filling my needs, but I'm frustrated with looking. Um, It kind of is a good example of how it might've taken you a long time to find the job you wanted Mm -hmm. or needed, but you got there. And if you would have got one of the jobs you thought you needed sooner, maybe you would have never had the opportunity to the job you're doing now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's just remembering that when we're in those moments and it's just grinding and grinding and grinding, reminding yourself, something's going to happen. It's going to go my way. I just haven't got there yet. Yeah. And there's probably a good reason I didn't get my way on the other three options I wanted.
0: Yeah. Well, and on the flip side of that is I know in all that time I was trying and I wasn't getting where I thought I needed to go, I wasn't finding this or that, that whole time I was still having it life experiences within that job. Yeah. Though I may have disliked it very much, I was still learning mm-hmm. and there are positives to that. And I think that's the the key. Yep. Yeah, that should be the takeaway is that there are still things happening that you can benefit from. Right. not true. be, might not be the best yeah. overall situation, but you can still walk away from it with something good. Yeah. So
1: you got it. I think. Uh, I mean, I think that's all I have for today. Do you have anything else there, Logan?
0: Nope. I think that's it.
1: Cool. So we'll leave you with the afterthought. Um, for day for today's afterthought, we want to leave you with two quotes. Um, the first one is, "A man is but the product of his thoughts. What he thinks, he becomes." That's from Gandhi. And the second is, "Here's the problem: most people are thinking about what they don't want." And they're wondering why it shows up over and over again. And that's John Asiraf. Asiraf.
0: Asiraf, yeah. All right. Well, everybody, please don't forget to check out our website. Um, As always, it's www.wellnessphenoms.com. And you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. At Wellness Phenoms. And please go subscribe um, to the show so you don't miss out on new episodes. Alrighty, Phenoms, until next time, enjoy the journey and stay well.